Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So we'll say that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of your typical day of just showing houses to interested couples, mainly. You kind of have, like, the this this whole spiel memorized where you give them like the tour and you kind of, you know, are showing them some of the, some of the like advantages of the house and stuff like that. Kind of like boasting about the neighborhood. You're very good at what you do. You've, you're like on top of your game when it comes to this. And some people are probably like the elderly couples that are looking to move to the area and just find a quiet neighborhood. And I'm just trying to like, you know, Oh yeah, the neighborhood's really quiet. Even though I don't know that for sure, you know that kind of right. thing. Like, You'll I'm tell just them what they want to hear. Whatever you want to hear. Yeah. If you want to quiet, yeah. If it's older people, you tell them this is a great quiet neighborhood with lots of other seniors. If you got some young people moving in, you say like this is very close to the to like a very hot nightlife spot. You know, you know what to say to to make people interested. Yeah, Isabel is really good at just persuading people into things, just in general. It's one of those situations where she is doing her best to just upsell the house. And so somebody's probably going to go for it. And so you do your showings, you, you trade cards with, with, you know, a handful of folks, you drive to your next location and it's, it's very routine for you. You, you know how this goes. You've done it a lot. Nothing really stands out. It's just kind of just your usual, you do the showings. You trade cards, you move on to the next spot. You do the showings, you trade some cards, you move on to the next spot, and then you just you just wait for the fish to bite, really. Yeah. So when you're all done for, for the day, I guess, would you be calling Nicole back? Or maybe you guys said, like, you'll meet, or I don't know. Would you call um, Nicole back, maybe? She'd call her back, yeah, and uh, arrange, like, a uh, whatever is nearby to whatever neighborhood she's in, you know? Uh because she would probably have to drive to a new spot. And yeah. So she would just kind of, uh, maybe she has like an idea of what's around in this area and be like, okay, let's meet up at this place, you know, that kind of thing. And she'll be there like ahead of her waiting with like drinks ready to go, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you arrange to, to meet her at this kind of, um, like it's like a, like a, uh, cafe style like restaurant that does brunch and has like some very nice like outdoor seating okay you get a table outside for the both of you guys and you already have like a you order a drink and you're kind of like sipping on it waiting for nicole to arrive and um yeah i'll make sure that uh there's you know mimosa there waiting for this since that's what she brought up and like okay i have one of those sitting there waiting for and just to describe this place a little bit it's like uh it's not like a super fancy place. Um it is like pretty popular for like brunch though. Like there was like a little bit of like a uh maybe like a 10 minute wait for you to like get an outside table. It's it's like very popular with like the younger kind of like I don't I don't want to say like hipster cuz I don't really know what the equivalent of that was back in the day, but it's like kind of like you know the younger like more hip kind of crowd like alternative. students alternative, alternative. people. It's like a a lot of like coffee shop type of people who are like going there to like sit by themselves and try to get some work done or read or or do whatever. So would you say that Isabel probably stands out a bit? I mean, she normally does stand out a bit, but uh, she's definitely she's in like her like semi-formal attire with like the uh, the the skirt and the the business top, the the you know, what do you call it? Like the blazer, the woman's blazer and all that kind of thing. So with her heels and her hair done and makeup and all this, so she looks like, you know, how do you describe it? Just kind of, uh, she's just looks all business, you know, like she's, she is making an imposing and impressive figure. And you see like, like, you know, you're, you're, you catch a few looks usually wherever you go, but 
you'll see uh, some people will kind of like turn around and give you like a double take and stuff like that. You're, you're quite the head turner. Within a couple minutes, you, you see Nicole kind of like walking up to the, up to the table a little bit like hurriedly. And she, she throws her purse down um, kind of like next to her seat and kind of says like, Hey dear. And she just like uh, leans in and gives you like a kiss on the cheek and kind of like sits down. She like immediately takes her shoes off and she's like, Oh, my feet are killing me. The walk from the bus stop was a little bit longer than I expected. And she's like pulling her shirt out a little bit to like cool herself down. It's, it's like a hot Florida afternoon. Mm-hmm. The sun is, is beating. I'm probably feeling it too. Yeah. It's, it's hot out. And even though you guys have a, a umbrella for shade, it's still, you know, that almost like tropical heat that is a given on a, on a summer day in Florida. I'll kind of um, like gently push the glass over to her. And she, drink. she takes a, a big sip and, and kind of like slams it back down on the table. And she's just like, thank you, sweetie. And she just said, like, you know, she leans in and she's like, so what have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a little while. Has anything been going on with you? And she she lights up a cigarette. Isabel will take a moment just observing, like, her uh, her dress, her appearance, and just, like, her general body language before responding. You know, she's just kind of, you know, as she come in, sit down, all that stuff, just kind of getting a feel for, like, what kind of mood she's in. I should describe what Nicole looks like too. Um, that would so be Nicole, helpful, yes. yeah, sorry. Uh, Nicole is a is a spring court courtier. She is like in game terms, you'd probably, you know, she's some type of fairest, assumably. She is like very elongated figure, very skinny. Her hair is kind of her. Let me just say first, her fey mean is like a lot more subdued than a lot of other changelings you've seen. She could probably pass as like being somewhat mortal. There are some like distinctions though that that kind of obviously make her different. One of which is her ears are kind of like longer at the bottom, not like elf ears, but almost like her earlobes like go down to like uh I don't know, they kind of like hang down a little bit lower. And okay. her teeth are kind of like she has like a little bit of like an underbite type of like fangs a little bit that sticks out just like a little bit over her top lip. Her hair is this very long, long down, down to her butt, very, very curly, curly, wild hair. And it just appears to be like hair, like human hair, except that it's extremely long. It's, it's like curly and this almost golden yellowish blonde color. The type of clothes that she's wearing is I want to say like a a a, a short um, dress with like a floral print and some like very stylish shoes. She has a lot of like dangly bracelets and jewelry on her arm, as well as um, some kind of like costumey necklace. Okay. Her expression right now and her mood, she kind of just seems like flustered from from the heat. She she's looking at you with with like wide eyes and a smile like she's very excited to see you though like just catching up with an old friend or whatever. Okay. Um, with that, Isabel will kind of let out a sigh and say, besides the usual, you know, just living my life. Well, I've been having to do a lot of work with. Um, she pauses for a moment and says, Manny. Oh, Manny. He's needed a lot of favors. You know, he's kind of cute. not those kind of favors. She gives her a little smile. Yeah, sure. And she kind of like jokingly like, you know, like pushes your shoulder a little bit. Like, yeah, sure. Like you're like you're lying. But she knows you're being truthful. She's just trying to tease you a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's just like, so, I mean, nothing's really been going on with me either. City's been so dead lately, you know. I was really hoping with the club opening the other day that have a How lot more fun going on. You know, it was really fun. It was really fun. It's, you know, it's it's a lot of the usual though. It's just another club. I, you know, I really wish something really fun would come around here. You know. Yeah. So I guess I don't really know what I mean. It's just I don't know. Just one more fun. <sighs> well, I uh. Why'd you get know, called had... away anyways? I, I was really excited to dance with you. Oh, like I said, Manny, he's got 
he's got some project that he's working on and I've been doing some talking to people for him. She gives you this kind of like eyebrow raise look, just like, okay, if you don't want to tell me, I guess you don't have to. Just, just wondering. Just, he asked me not to talk too much about it is all. Well, now I'm really interested. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's one of those things where you don't want to say too much because if you're wrong about certain things, it could make things worse, you know? Does that make any sense? Uh, it's not that I'm trying to hide anything. It's just I don't want to freak you out. Yeah, I get that. Let's Does just... this have anything to do with why you guys were, were talking to Melissa at the club opening? Yeah, yeah. I just – I kind of want to just relax, you know? And Yeah, fair enough, girl. Fair enough. Just talk about – But tell me about you. Like, what have you been doing? You meet anyone yet? Mm, not lately. Kind of just keeping my options open, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There was I this mean, cute bartender who asked me out at the uh, club, and ooh, he, do tell. It's it's not going well. Hmm. I thought he might have been. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, he was cute. I thought he might have been uh, more interesting, but he's not. None of them are, honey. They're just tools, just objects. That's what it looks like. She leans so, back in the in like the wooden chair of this this outdoor table and takes another long sip of her drink from the straw. What uh, Isabel says, um, so you don't really reach out too much anymore. What's going on? Uh, you know, just I guess I've been busy with a little bit of court stuff myself. You know, ever since Allison opened up the club, she's been pretty busy with maintaining that she's kind of passed down some of the smaller tasks to the other courtiers not that i really mind i mean i have to do something not really working right now as you probably know gotta fill the day somewhere <laughs> yeah like my car's in the shop okay hey i'm you, not judging you know that's not and like out of character like you know that's not true like you oh. she's just like she's just bullshitting you she doesn't really want to like talk about you know how she personal situation of any kind yeah exactly she's just like it's in the shop i'll say to her um does she does allison need any help with anything do you need any help with anything mm. look if you need something you can talk to me she she puts a cigarette out on the on the ground and steps on it with her foot kind of wiggle, wiggles her foot around to, to stomp uh crush it out and she's like no no it's nothing like that i mean things have just been a little weird yeah, ever since uh ever since that nightclub opening and having some kind of weird troubles with with Melissa who I'm sure you already know is kind of a mess anyways but stressing Allison out um you know I personally don't really care but you know Allison's the boss so yeah tell me about it that's exactly how I feel with Manny sometimes <laughs> don't really care but got to do what he says he knows what he's doing well, at least you know you're not the only one, right? Right, right. I just wanted to maybe reinforce that you know you can uh, if you if you if you need anything you can talk to me. And she she reaches out across the table and puts her hand on top of your hand. She's just like, "You're such a sweetie." You know that that goes for you too. I'll give her like a smile in return. And then she's like, "So tell me more about this Kyle." And I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just going to cut away from that scene for right now. She kind of just like presses you to, to gossip more. Okay. Yeah, that works. Um, Frank, you arrive at home. Do you, did you want to make any calls or? Yeah, definitely. You know, for first thing, probably going to call. Probably Isabella first. So you get into the house. You can hear like the sound of Jeopardy playing through the wall next door to uh, you know, Patricia and Joe's apartment. They're like listening to, they're watching Jeopardy at like three quarters of the way, full volume, just like super fucking loud. And, you know, it just indicates to you that they're home and you probably find some kind of comfort knowing that they're, that they're there just doing their, doing their thing. And you grab the phone and, and you dial up uh, 
Isabel's um, cell phone. So Frank, you you um, reach for the clear. It's like this clear plastic um, cord wall phone. You know, the kind that okay. hang up on the wall next to the phone jack, and it's attached to this like curly wire. Uh, the phone itself is made out of this clear plastic, so you can kind of see all the chips and mechanisms and stuff like that that's inside of it. Uh-huh. There's like a lot of clear plastic stuff in the 90s. I don't know why, but it was awesome. Okay, so, you know, try to sort of find a diary with numbers in it. Probably doesn't remember it by heart. And, you know. Just... But you know it's in there somewhere. So you... Yeah. <laughs> okay, Isabel, your phone rings. Um, you're still with Nicole. Okay. So, uh, she'll hear her, you know, phone ringing from her purse. Just be like, okay, excuse me, just just one moment, and just take it out and kind of look at it and see who it is. It's calling. If it's a number she might recognize or uh, one that's programmed in, even. Um, it's it's one that's programmed in your phone. Just says Frank. She'll let out a brief sigh and just go, just just one moment, and she'll answer, um, without re- waiting for like a reply. You know, just and she's not gonna get up and like walk away or anything. Just kind of at the table. Just hello. Hi, Ez. It's me, Frank. Uh, Hi, Frank. I hope I'm not bothering you too much. Oh, you're never a bother, Frank. I'm calling because Manny's been getting these dolls, and he thinks they're threats, this person, and we've been trying to find out what it was, and I think he needs our help to do it. You know, he's just one person. And I'm not really much of an investigator. She kind of let out like a sigh, looking over at uh, her companion and just kind of like, okay, Frank, um, do you need me to meet you somewhere? Well, do you have time? Uh, what time is it right now? 1 p.m. or something like that? Somewhere around there. Yeah, it sounds about right. 1 p.m. Uh, could we meet like 8 p.m. my my place or? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Uh, I'm also gonna call Raymond and have him call. What was her name? I can't remember these names. Katrina. Katrina, right? Yeah. Right, and so hopefully we'll figure this out. Okay, it's one of those situations. Right, it is. Well, I will be there. Thanks, Is. Yeah, it's no problem. Goodbye. Bye. Isabel, Nicole's just like kind of looking at you with this this kind of like coy grin as you as you're taking this phone call, and she's like, "Me guess something to do with Manny." Yeah, I just something I'm gonna have to do later tonight. What would our leaders do without us, right? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. She chuckles at that. All right, Frank, back to you. Um, You were going to call. Raymond, you're about to make a a phone call when your phone starts starts ringing, the office phone. It's like as you go to pick it up, it it kind of starts ringing. This is Dr. Um, Zeller. This is Frank. Is, Is Raymond there? Oh, hello, Frank. This is Raymond. How's it going? Oh, uh, hi, Raymond. I, I just wanted to call you because I need Manny needs our help. And, you know, he told me to trust you. And I trust Manny, and that means I trust you. Yeah, that, well, thank you. That, that means a lot to hear that I have your trust. Um, any, uh, any, any idea what this talk's going to be about? Well, it's a bit complicated, but he's been getting these weird dolls, like several of them, and he thinks they're like maybe curses or threats or I don't know. When you say dolls, what, what kind of dolls do you mean? Do you mean like the dolls that like little kids play with nowadays? Is that what you mean? It's just these effigy things made out of sticks and I guess cloth or very out strange char- out of character does that can i roll like a uh something in a cult to see if that like 
rings any bells to me, like just by the description that he's giving me and like saying that Manny's getting these dropped off. Sure. Um, go ahead and give me a, give me um, intelligence and occult. Okay. Um, so I do want to say that the the specialty in Fey would apply to this, but I also go ahead. I'm sorry. think that on such a kind of like on such a vague description of what it is, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You tell me it's your call. So sure. give me um give me an intelligence occult roll um minus two. Okay. One success. Okay, so this is kind of like bringing to mind some, I don't know, first that's running through your head is kind of like the idea of like uh, voodoo dolls or like, you know, these types of like, um, these types of, of effigies that people make that they can, they can use some sort of magic at them and, and kind of like, you know, control things or make things happen to a person. That's kind of what's jumping out to you. You've read about maybe something like this in one of the old tomes that Norma has, you know, buried away somewhere. You've heard about the use of effigies and the use of charms and symbols by the true fae to, you know, to control certain things or to influence certain things. So this idea is not foreign to you. What he's saying, like what Frank is saying to you, doesn't like immediately pop out as like, oh, this is like, this is that, this is this, but like, it's, it's something that I'll say it's, it's rubbing you the wrong way. It's like your true face sense is tingling from, from hearing that, you know, and you're just kind of like, this sounds bad to you from what you know. Frank, are you with Manny right now? No, no, I'm at home. Uh, Frank, I need you to listen to me very carefully. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need you to call Manny and wherever Manny goes, I want, uh, I need you to stay with him, okay? Okay. Let me explain so you can understand why I'm worried. What you just described to me mm -hmm. makes me feel very bad. Like maybe one of the bad people might be involved. Do you understand what I'm saying, Frank? Okay. I'll, I'll see if fucking... Frank, I need you to listen. When I say bad people, I don't mean one of us. I mean, one of the bad people who take people like us away. Do you understand what I'm saying, Frank? I know what you mean, Raymond. This isn't probably one of us, Frank, which means that Manny needs to be watched and taken care of. I trust that you can do that, okay? Okay, I'll, I'll try to find him. And where do you want to meet me at once you do find him? Well, I, I told Isabella we should meet here at 8 p.m my place can you Probably do me what go ahead i'm sorry like an address or something can you do me a favor frank sure what do you need raymond once you find manny and you're with manny will you call me at my home phone number the other phone number that's on that card i gave you so, uh, okay okay you should do uh, that now when you're done when you get off the phone with me okay uh-huh I'm going to call Katrina, and I'll tell Katrina what's going on, so you don't have to worry about calling her, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I need you to find Manny. I cannot... Uh, let me say it one more time, Frank, and I just want you to understand how important this is. Please find him, okay? Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, Frank. You're a good man. Yes, I know. <laughs> He's like, man. <laughs> Manny tells me all the Except time. Fluffy and Raymond thinks I'm stupid or something. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna divert what I was gonna do originally because originally I was gonna call Isabel, but I'm gonna call Katrina now because obviously to me a bigger priority than my stupid nightmare. I'll call. I'm gonna talk to Isabel later about it, but right now I want to call Katrina. That's okay with you, uh, storyteller. It's okay with me. Um, okay, so Katrina, you and Charlie are still on the couch. You've kind of been hanging out for the past half hour, one hour. Um, he's actually on the you. You pass the phone over to him so he could he could call Melissa like he said he wanted to, and he's just kind of been like shooting the shit with her for the past like couple minutes. Um, he just basically says like, "Yeah, I'm with Ray." Like, "No, I'm okay." Nope, everything's good here. 
no, I don't want you guys to worry. No, I, I mean it. Everything's fine. And then they kind of are just talking about like lighter stuff, just like what they've been up to, you know, like a band that that Melissa went to go see or something like that. Just just, you know, just friend talk. And all of a sudden, Charlie just puts the phone away from him for a second. He's like, I think there's another call coming in. Hey, Melissa, I'm going to hang up with you. Charlie pushes the pushes like the hang up button and then raises his finger up to take the the call that's kind of on you know on hold so to speak and he just says hello I'm I mean Zeller residence uh Ch- Charlie speaking hey Charlie it sounds like you're up and at it you're feeling better this morning I'm feeling I'm feeling not not too bad um I just called called Melissa to kind of catch up I I hope you don't mind um Katrina said it would be okay I mean yeah, I guess it's okay then. Oh, shit. Raymond would have, <laughs> yeah, Raymond wouldn't have allowed it, but yeah, yeah, okay, definitely. Um, listen, Charlie, I'm gonna be heading home soon, uh, but I kind of need to speak to Katrina real quick. Uh, uh, if if you can hand the phone to her. Yeah. Uh, here you go. And you guys are both sitting. Uh, Katrina, you and Charlie are sitting next to each other, and he just kind of like passes the phone over to you. Hello. So, hey, Katrina, how's it going? Um, oh, hi. I got a call from Frank. Uh, I, I'm worried a little bit. He kind of explained to me that something that that I got to collect my thoughts here because it's like everywhere I turn, there's more signs of what I'm worried about is happening is actually happening. I guess someone has been leaving these trinkets of sorts at Manny's doorstep, and from what I could gather from Frank, Frank. Manny wanted to speak to us all about it, but I had Frank give me as many details as he could. And Katrina, it really strikes me as something that one of them would be doing to us, which which worries me because if they're going after the head of a freehold, then what's next? So I told Frank, I said, I told him to contact Manny and be with Manny until we all can speak to Manny. I'm heading home right now. Um, be careful. Yeah, I, I hear like you. Because if they, I have a feeling if they're going outside, they're going toward at Manny. Are they going to be going after Charlie? So lock the doors. Listen, there's a pistol. That's in my, there's a pistol in my sock drawer. I want you to find that, and I want you to explain to Charlie right now, without stressing him out, Katrina, that he needs to help you if something happens. Okay. 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 I'm going to be home. I'll be there in about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, okay, good. Uh, I'll be here. Uh, I... I'll be home soon. I got to make one phone call to Isabel, lock okay. the doors, find my pistol. You understand? Right on. Okay. Well, see you in 20 minutes. All right. And I hang up. And then I'm going to pick up the phone um, and dial Isabel's cell number. Uh, this uh, isn't too long after uh, the call with, um, call with Frank. So... Maybe just a couple of minutes, I imagine, right? I would say so, yeah. And when your phone begins to ring again, Nicole just looks at you and goes, ooh, popular lady, huh? I'll give her like a wry smile as I take it out to look at it. And I'll roll my eyes and go, probably the same situation. Just give me just one moment. I'm so sorry. Do your thing, I'll, girl. I'll answer. This is Isabel. Out of character, I hope I'm not blowing this way out of proportion, but it's how Raymond would be reacting to all this, you know what I mean? Um, Isabel, this is Raymond. Are you sitting down? Yes. I even have a drink in my hands. That's good. Did you just speak to... <laughs> I got a feeling you're going to want that drink. Did you just speak to Frank? I did. We're supposed to meet later. Yeah. Is that what you're calling about? Yes, but it's more critical than probably Frank led on. I just got the phone with Frank myself. Did he tell you what the call is, what what the meeting's about? Um, something about a doll and Manny. Yes. And he yes. has something he wants us to do, so. Are you alone right now? No. Be careful how you react to what I'm about to tell you right now. What? She's Frank just kind of rolling her eyes as he's saying that, you know, like, oh, God. Like, this can't be that serious. What Frank told you about is happening, most likely, is one of them. Yeah, well... That's what uh, we thought about the other thing, and that turned out to be wrong, didn't it? We don't so, know if that turned out to be wrong. And right now, one of them is going after our freehold leader. <laughs> and I had a dream okay. last night, Isabel. Okay. And I'm, I was going to call you about this before, 
then all this happened. Is it possible that our dreams can tell us something that we already know or that someone wants us to know that they can communicate something to us? <laughs> possible. <laughs> Very easy. I had a dream last night that was different than any dream I've ever had. And I usually dream the same two things. Isabel, I dreamed that there's something out there taking children and is kidnapping them and hiding them. And it was vivid. It was very vivid. And I woke up screaming, I need your help. Drink and a drink. you think this is related to this thing with Manny? Yes. It has to be. If one of them are here and one of them is going after our leader and I'm worried... I'm about to go to my house right now. Katrina's there right now with Charlie. And I told, I asked Frank to immediately go find Manny and stay with Manny. I'm going to wait until I hear from Manny or Frank before I make my next decision. If you wish to come over to my house and wait here until you hear from me, you're more than welcome. I saw I will call and let you know. But I'm watching Charlie because to me, if they're going after Manny, then they might also go after the one person who saw them. Well... I'm not going to drop everything going on in my life just because of a hunch. But I do appreciate the urgency, so I'll be there later, like I discussed with Frank. Is I that understand. okay with you? Yes, just be careful. These things are manipulative, and they find ways to get past our guard. I just want you to know that, okay? You know how to reach me. Enjoy your drink. And I hang up. I hurriedly walk down the hallway and like lock the doors and get my car to drive back to my house i'm so mad i couldn't give you my uh my line in response to that i was about to oh, be like, oh hey, what i know was it? it i was just gonna be like i know you don't have to tell me how manipulative <laughs> they can be but oh <laughs> <laughs> like you just hang up i'm like so uh, she probably you... sees the, the anger and frustration on my face yeah i learned Nicole's that i learned smile, that it just kind of changes a little bit and she's just like what is that, Marmani stuff? Do you know Raymond? I know of him. I don't think I've met him. Oh, well, pray that you don't, because he's kind of intense. Is he a creep? Yeah, he kind of is. He's a creep, and he's really intense, and is very paranoid from the sound of it. He's not one of your courtmates, though. Why do you, why do you bother with him? Well, Manny likes him, so... Men can be weird. Yeah, I don't know. He, they, they got a thing. So he, he says I need to trust him, so I do what I can. But you don't. He's also annoying. No, I don't trust him at all. I don't. I don't know what to think about him. He's just kind of, uh, like I said, paranoid. Really paranoid. He goes to some extremes, but you no, know, many of us are. I. <sighs> I, I just him. wish a lot of others were able to have fun like we are. I mean, I know you're not I know you're not entirely into the the spring way of life, but I mean, I I definitely see myself a lot in you. You you know how to have fun, girl. Oh, well. Only some of the others could could learn a lesson from from you or from I. <laughs> Even if I think he's annoying, he definitely isn't stupid so i'll give him that are you in but, some kind uh, of trouble or something i'm not someone else I'm getting this go. someone else like like one of us or or what are you talking about oh i don't know i'm i'll find out later um and i don't know if i can tell you so i won't like press I said, you girl I, we're here to have fun not not talk business yeah you know you know how many can be with some of this stuff well i don't know if you know how many can be but he can be kind of intense. Just anyway, sorry for all the interruptions. You know, I, we, we came here to just meet up and catch up. And we've just been talking about court bullshit. Don't even sweat it. It's it's hard to get away from that sometimes. All Trust the time, really. Talking about sweat. And that's me segueing into weather. Jesus Christ, it's bullshit. a hot one. She kind of picks up her napkin and dabs her forehead a little bit. Yeah. Let's cut back to Frank. So you're you're at the house still. You just got off the phone with Isabel, who just got off the phone with Raymond. Did I get that right? We're like playing crazy phone tag right now. So I guess Frank would, you know, try to call Manny at this point. 
So you dial Manny's uh, cell phone or car phone. I'm not sure which you would have. Maybe a car phone because he's kind of a wealthier guy, the nicer car. Seems like the type that would do a lot of his business, you know, while he's while he's driving. Maybe find that to be like a little bit more private or something. You so you you know like like with Raymond, you kind of have like a business card with like another number written on the back. Manny's kind of accommodated you in the same way. Just here's the number you can call me when I'm at home. Here's a number that you can try try me at if I'm not at home. You know, and he's he's kind of tried to make it easy for you to contact him if need be. Yeah. So you give it a you give it a ring and, it, you know, two rings and it, it, he picks up. Frank, what's up? Any news? Uh, yeah, Manny. Uh, I was I just called Raymond and told him about the effigy thingies he told me about, and he told me uh, it was like some could be some real dangerous stuff, you know, back from from like you know the others. And, he told me that I should like uh, protect you or something that you need guarding. Huh. Manny gives like, you hear like this kind of like boisterous chuckle from the other side of the phone. Oh, Raymond said, I need you to protect me, huh? Uh, well, uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Who the hell's even in charge here anymore? All right. Well, what you want to get together and, I got nothing well, going on anyways. You know, just, you know, I don't have to bother you. You can do your stuff. and I'll just, you know, sit there in the corner or whatever. He's quiet for a couple of seconds and he's like, hey, hey, come on, buddy. I didn't, I didn't mean anything like that. Look, I'm coming down to hang out with you right now, all right? Hey, what, what better to do than hang out with my best bud? All right, man. Right? Could take Fluffy for a walk. Okay, do your thing. I guess I'll... Be there in a few. Okay. Um, and yeah, so you, you hear the, the line disconnect from his side. Yeah, so Frank, Manny hangs up the phone. You, Frank, you're about to walk Fluffy. Uh, Manny is going to be dropping back by to, you know, probably scoop you up or hang out at your place or whatever. Um, he just said soon, so you don't have like an exact time on that. Katrina, you and Charlie are still kind of hanging out on the couch. I... I was meaning to ask you, like, do you, Katrina, sit, uh, mention anything to Charlie about the conversation with Raymond? Because he I'm kind of asked t- you and didn't really catch any of, of that, any of the, you know. So, Charlie, Raymond uh, just, um, I guess he just received some distressing news. Uh, from the little I know about him, he likes to jump at shadows. He wants us to just stay here, he'll... We'll be with us in about 20 minutes, he said. What's the matter? Is there some kind of trouble? To be honest, I don't know. Is he pissed that I used the phone to call Melissa? I told I him that it was fine. You see? Look, we... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking the blame if he's pissed. I mean, it was my idea, but I think he can't keep you here like worse than a prisoner. That's just not right. Charlie just kind of gives you a nod and stares off at the TV again. So what are we doing? Is everybody coming here? Is I don't, something about to happen? or what? I don't know. Raymond is coming. I hope he can tell us. I hope he tells us in a way that isn't completely paranoid. <laughs> and, um, so we'll just say like you guys kind of stay kind of just like watching television together as you as you wait for Raymond to show up at the place. Raymond, you're still in the office right now. I'm thinking. Um, what are you? What are you doing? I am trying to like close up shop. You know what I mean. Turn off the lights because I'm like trying to head. You know what I mean to my house. You know, so I'm just going through and making sure all the lights are turned off, everything like that, and scheduling that appointment. Leave a note to make for my my uh, receptionist to like make that schedule change for Janice, and then uh, feeling a little bit more invigorated. You know what I mean. I kind of like. So you feel this certain, like, fullness to you. You feel satiated as you, you know, kind of finish up at the at the office and lock the door again and, you know, get everything set up for the next time you're there. And you kind of have this extra, like, pep in your step after being so empty and now, now having a taste of that glamour again. Your reservoirs aren't completely drained. You 
you feel like a person again, you know? Definitely. And so you, you kind of, you kind of are like going with this increased sort of like speed and motivation to just uh, drive back to the house. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Drive back to the house because I mean, legitimately, I mean, it could be him being paranoid. He is jumping from A to Z, you know what I mean? Uh, with conclusions about what he was just told by Frank, but yeah, it's definitely like, maybe it's even because he has his extra pep in his step now that he's more like, gotta get home. You know what I mean? I gotta be there. You know what I mean? I gotta, you know, uh, what do they, they call that? Defcon, uh, you know, Defcon red or whatever, you know, he's just like thinking that there's just too many fucking coincidences. You know what I mean? Like just cause you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just too much and going on. I just want to like, just mention really quick, Raymond, do you have, you have the most occult, like you have the most points in occult out of, out of any of the other players. You're, yeah. you're aware of the, how do I say this right? You're like more aware of the possibility yeah. of, of certain things. Not not of like the definite, you know, exactly. ways that things work, but... No, I was just saying, maybe that's why he's always scared. That's maybe why... That's that, what I'm going to say, yeah. It's like yeah. You, you have that paranoid kind of way about you, but at the same time, it's like you are kind of more awakened to the possibilities of like how fucked up things can truly be or like what weird stuff can actually exist out there. Where like, I mean, a lot of people, it's like, obviously they're, if they're, you know, a, a changeling or any other kind of like weird, just like something that doesn't exist in normal life. Like, obviously they understand that there's that part of the world that like they didn't understand. It's like this whole like unseen, like occult, you know, esoteric kind of like mm-hmm. possibility of things, but they don't know like the the full extent of like how how this stuff could be possible. You know what I mean? You exactly. see, you hear about uh, some sort of effigy that's being left at your, your freehold, um, freehold leader's house. And to you, that instantly is like immediate red flag of just, this is, this is bad shit. Might not even be true face shit, but obviously that's where you're leaning because that's who would, you know, that's yep. like the, the biggest fear in your community but you just understand that like there's so much weird stuff in the world that your eyes were just not open to before that now nothing really would seem surprising and nothing seems like it's it's out of out of the realm of possibility if that makes any sense yeah 100% yeah you summed it up is this the perfect storm of fucking knowledge and fear to make him paranoid you know what i mean and god forbid if he's right about one of them you know and like even in his i could even equate and say that that's what happened when he killed that sympathizer you know what i mean he saw little signs that people ignored and he was like and just in a moment of rage he found one of those signs happened to be true and he just went to that dude's apartment smashed him in the head with his ashtray that was in that guy's apartment you know what i mean it was just like all it takes is that one time you're right to make you think i'm gonna be right every time you know what i mean i have a reason to be this way because i was right that one time and it showed and it ha- you know what i mean so on and so forth so yeah, I like playing a character like that, to be honest with you, you know. That's awesome. So yeah, you get in the car and you kind of are speeding down the speeding towards the, the house in a way. Yeah, you know, and also one other thing about that too, it's like like I mentioned before, like when Raymond has his highs and highs and he has his lows that are low, you know what I mean? And like he just got done having a low that was super low, you know, and now he's having a high that is like, you know what I mean, super high, you know what I mean? He's full of like you said, he feels um he, he's gotten that uh that glamour back and now he feels he has a purpose and he's seen something and he's reacting and making sure that things are being protective so it's always like bipolar almost with them you know okay isabel you and nicole are kind of like finishing up your drinks and she she points to you and she's just like another one i'll, I'll get him okay and so she gets up to uh kind of like or I guess she would she would flag down like a waiter or something and and kind of like order two more for you guys, and she's like, "I gotta take it somewhat easy today. I gotta go meet up with Allison later." She'll just kind of smile and uh, just graciously accept the the extra drink. Um, we'll just say that you guys kind of um, finish off your your like mimosas together, and you guys kind of kind of chat and bullshit a little bit and. Before you guys are are done, you know, with your with your little like, you know, meeting meet up or whatever, she'll just like reassure you again, just like, hey, 
listen, you know I'm your girl, right? Anything you need to talk to me about, anything you need help with, you let me know, okay? I I, I can be quiet about things. Like, if, if you need help with something that, like, you can't go to your people with, like, you know I'm your girl, so just let me know. She'll kind of give that false, like, yeah, of course, totally kind of thing, but I want it to pass off as, you know, believable. Is that a thing I need to roll for? I, I'd like to say you're just able to do that. I mean, you okay. you just say like you you act like very appreciative and like yeah, you totally will. Um, like, but I'm not gonna. Down, <laughs> I'm not gonna at don't all. Don't really put any stock in that. You're just like, oh yeah, okay, thank you, sure. You know that like if if something was serious, she probably couldn't help you. She's a she's a total party girl, and you like her. She's nice, but not your, your relationship is kind of superficial in that sense that you guys. Yeah, that kind of goes for all of Isabel's relationships. They're mostly superficial, and she prefers it that way. So, Frank, before too long, Manny shows up back at your house. You you get the vibe that he never stopped driving after he after he dropped you off. You know, you get off the phone with him, and maybe like ten minutes pass, and boom, he's he's there in the parking lot again, beeping his horn. Oh yeah. And you're just thinking like he must have just cruised the block a few times, and you know now he's back. Which, like, is somewhat disconcerting to you. Because you know Manny to be a very calculated, very calculated guy who's not scared of anything. And the fact that he, you know, is just driving around aimlessly, you get this feeling that something is wrong. He's bothered by all of this. The the guy who is can't be touched by anything, you know, is... This is like this is disconcerting to you because you don't really see this that often where you might feel like a little bit helpless or something. Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. 
The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more. Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin at highlevelgames.ca Please, help. They're coming. (laughs) Hey, do you like World of Darkness? Do you want to introduce your friends to it? But there's one problem. Nobody reads books anymore. This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flair. Humor. And of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now! If only for the dank memes. Tune in today!